Hello and welcome to the first episode of Depressed Theory. In this episode, we will be talking about few points that concern me the most. And these points actually beg the question, what is Depressed Theory and what purpose does it serve? Well, in my opinion, I needed a space to uh, express my thoughts on depression, like uh, to tell the world what depression really feels like. So, DT or Depressed Theory is our way since I'm not only hosting this uh, podcast alone, I have my friend Wasim. Uh, depression theory is our way to further explain mental health issues to the community we currently living in. And with the lack of psychological knowledge uh, in our society through the ages, I'm not going to say like a few uh, decades ago or something, uh, it's most common, it's seriously most common to misconcept mental health with demonic positions or so. Like, there's a lot of words for it. Uh, we will be taking a little break, and we shall be back with our first guest of the show, uh, Miss Neba. are back with our guest, Ms. Neba. But first, first of all, let's talk about what depression is and what depression isn't. See, in my opinion, depression is some sort of the aftermath of a trauma, which whether it happened in your childhood years or later in life as a teenager or as an adult. Uh, as well as you all know, depression affects people in different ways. There are varying degrees and different symptoms. Uh, but no matter what type of depression people have, these always apply. Depression isn't a weakness. Depression isn't a choice. It isn't the same as feeling sad or sadness. And you don't have to look depressed to be struggling. Uh, I will go further into explaining these three points. But for now, let me ask our dear, beloved guest what she thinks depression is. Oh, hi. Hello. I'm so glad I could be in episode number one. Uh, what was the question again? What depression is in your point of view? Oh, well, uh, people usually um, think depression is sadness, but to me, I think it's the lack of emotion. Um, like, I'd rather have sadness every day and pain every day other than just being depressed because um, depression to me is the lack of emotion. The lack of happiness, the lack of the lack of sadness, the lack of feeling like you matter. Honestly, like I'd, I'd win the lottery or like. And you'd be just feeling dumb. That's what you're. And I'll just, I'll, I'll just, ne- yeah, I'll, I'll never feel it. I'll never. Nothing would be satisfying enough for me to get me out of depression. That's what I think. Uh, depression is the lack of having a soul. I think. Wow, well, I mean, like, that that. That's a really specific answer. I've been talking to therapists for like my whole life. I know what to do. <laughs> oh, oh, we're not we're not being therapists here. We're just having a spontaneous free talk, so you can answer with whatever you want. I am cool with that too. Okay, so since you already explained what depression is in your point of view, uh, 
what depression isn't this is actually uh, this is actually a really serious question to me like uh, like I said there's uh, three points or like four points that I'm gonna go into in explaining what depression isn't see uh, dear guest Miss Neba people think depression means being weak what do you think of that yeah I don't think depression is weakness and I don't think it's a cry for help and I don't think it's being petty or pathetic or you know um, for attention I I think mainly depression eats the person inside out eats it from the eats them from the inside it's, it's not something that you would fake or that would make you weak if you can like go to work have a family eat your lunch while depressed then you're a hero to me if you can get out of bed in the morning while you're depressed then you're a hero to me that takes a lot of strength and a lot of willpower you know well I mean that was a really good answer like it feels like you were reading actually the, the research I was doing on the subject <laughs> like for real like uh, I, I was prepared I, I, I didn't prepare initially to have a guest but uh, this is what I wrote uh, it was based on uh, a psychiatrist opinion on what depression isn't and she was like uh, she said depression isn't a weakness in other words it isn't some inherited flaw or sign that someone is weak-minded or faint-hearted or too sensitive or a powerless whim. Depression is an illness. Plus, people who have depression are actually quite resilient. Uh, uh, Dr. Molin, uh, which is a psychiatrist, said this. And she followed up saying, especially when people have recurrent depression, uh, depressive episodes, for them to continue to work towards improving their mood or understanding their depression, it's actually, it's actually a sign of strength. That's true. I totally agree. That's exactly what you said. You said that going out of bed or doing anything is actually a sign like that, that person would be a hero to you. And you you totally like on the line with Dr. Mullen. Yeah, it, getting out of bed when you're depressed is the hardest thing in the world. And I know it's funny to some people, but it is the hardest thing in the world to decide to get up because when you're depressed you just don't want to do that you don't care per second about that you want days to pass so deciding to go and actually do something is quite heroic in that situation honestly well uh, I have another question but we will ask this question after our 10 second music break because you know we don't want the guests to feel bored people just talking so we will be we will be back after the break Come back after the 10 second break. I know it took only 10 seconds of your time, it took three minutes of our time, but whatever. Depression isn't a choice. What would you say about that? Um, I think no one would choose depression over anything. People don't want to feel that, people don't want to be engaged in that kind of energy. Because depression doesn't only affect you as a person or as an individual in this world. And it only doesn't affect your future and lifestyle. It affects everyone that holds any dear regards to you. It just... Depression will make you feel guilty about being sad. It will make you feel guilty about missing out on 
you know, things that your friends or your family wanted to do. And, you know, honestly, to me, my family is quite fond of me and they love me a lot. And when they see me depressed inside, I can tell that they're really sad and affected by it. And I feel so guilty and I really want to get it out. I really want to just be okay for like a second, just for them, not even for myself. But it never happens. I I don't think it's ever a choice to be depressed. And even if it was, I don't think anyone in their right, right minds would choose that. I, I told you, I choose pain and suffering every day rather than just, you know, normal depression in the bed. Actually, uh, while I was doing my research, I picked up this uh, quote by Dr. Sandra Hamilton. Uh, she said, no one chooses to be clinically depressed. Yeah, no one, I don't, I don't think anyone in their right mind would choose that ever. Oh, that kind of provoked something inside me. You were right. <laughs> I know, because she followed up by saying, but sometimes we make the mistake of thinking people do. We know that we have the power to change our perspective and outlook. We can challenge and restructure our thoughts and we can make, we can make meaningful changes. But individuals with depression cannot think away their depression. See, that's that's like that. That's actually what makes me mad. You know, I told you like uh, while we were in the 10 second break that uh, the next question will actually provoke something in you because like when somebody tells you like why are you depressed? Stop being depressed. Or get over it. Or like no, actually get over it that's like you gotta call 911 someone is gonna be killed like, yeah that, that's my trigger word honestly get over it like yeah, oh my like, god I haven't thought about that you know what I will do it I'm glad you told me to get over it I'll try it now exactly people say that because like people think that we are depressed by choice that we chose to be in this numbness that we we actually don't feel it they, th they think we don't have the power to be positive, like it's, we're lazy, we just, we'd rather just be depressed on our bed um, and not go out and have fun. That's, that's what they think, they think it's a, a lifestyle. It's a Exactly, choice. like if I were an emo, um, that's okay, I mean, emo, if I were a gothic person, that's okay. A lot of good bands are for gothic and emo shit. Like, I didn't choose to be depressed. For me, depression has been a major, I don't know, like bump in the road, but like it was a mountain, it wasn't a bump, you know? Um, a lot of the things I want to do are just on hold because I don't feel like it, because I don't feel like doing anything. I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm in a pause state of mind. That is true and people, always judge you if you haven't like from the outside if you outside of your ha if your life looks good if you have a good family if you're studying something you like if you have a lot of friends and be like why are you depressed like you're not allowed to be depressed if the outside of your life looks perfect and nice to them if it's good enough for them then you know they're gonna guilt you or think you're doing it for attention or you're just you're ungrateful and that's how I feel. I feel like I'm ungrateful to all the people I love because that's how they make me feel most of the time, honestly. Mm. So, I know from the fact that you were diagnosed at 16 with bipolar disorder. 
Yeah. So sure. when when were you diagnosed with depression disorder? Um, I think I was. Um, it was immediately after, but I say around the age of 19 and 18, because when I was diagnosed with bipolar, um, people and I and the doctors hoped that it just it's a phase and maybe I'll grow out of it. or maybe i'm just being a teenager that's how my family felt they were like she's oversensitive that's what it is but then i had to these kind of situations made me um into um i had like two personalities the one that is happy with my family and my friends and at school and then i'll go back home or i'll just snap suddenly i'd be happy and then suddenly i can't take it anymore so i'll snap and become this depressed person for a long time so i think the pressure of Sustaining the lie about me being happy was kind of a huge part of my depression. I, I felt, I felt like a liar. I felt, I felt like I wasn't myself for a long time, and nobody noticed. Nobody noticed that that I wasn't being myself. That I wasn't happy. People thought this is who I am. I'm just happy, goofy, never. And the minute I snap and become sad, which is. Who I am. I I have depression. I have bipolar. I'm allowed to do that. Like, it, it, I felt guilty, and you know, I, and I had to sustain a lie of how I looked and how I behaved, and it just it brought up depression in me. Honestly, I think if I if everyone was suddenly okay with me having a being like a bipolar girl or like a bipolar daughter or something, I wouldn't be so pressurized into you know. Lying and hiding and deceiving and you know, it just I think it it was it was the whole trying to control the bipolar that got me into depression, you know. That's actually what my next question was gonna be like. What made depression manifest in your life? What caused it to manifest? But I think it was the pressure. I I was pressurized a lot because when you're a teenager, you have. A lot on your plate already. If you're a normal teenager with no mental issues, then you have a lot on your plate already. You have to figure out who you are, what you want. Are you good enough? You have to teach yourself and you know raise yourself and find out how you you're gonna be happy in your adult life. You know, but when you have bipolar, add that to bipolar, it's, it's the worst. Because sometimes you just want to die, and that's it. You want to grow up and die, and sometimes you feel different feelings. So I think it manifested over the pressure of you know just being a, a teenager with with a lot of mental issues. So the next point I would be talking about, since I said we have four points about what depression isn't, uh, would be depression isn't sadness. See, uh, there is a Quite, uh, I would say, quiet artistic writer, uh, in my opinion, uh, called uh, Barbara Kingsolver. Uh, she wrote in one of her novels. Uh, the novel is called The Bean Trees. She said, "Sadness is more or less like a head cold. With patience, it passes. But depression is like a cancer."
That is exactly everything that I go through. That is actually most of what every person who is really depressed is going through. Because like some people, like I know a lot of people, like you know online. It's it's 2020. It's the the age of online communication. You know, it has been since since the 1999. But like people used to like some people are just sad and people like I'm depressed. I'm suicidal. Like actually, that's not a fun fact. But fun fact. I'm, I'm thinking suicidal thoughts right now because that's how my brain functions. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but that's how my brain functions. Like, I'll be laughing with you right now over the phone, but at the same time, I'm thinking, like, what would be the best way to kill myself? Oh, I do that, but I do that when when I when I feel like should I go to dinner and I don't want to do that, or should I kill myself? Like, the option of killing yourself is always there. Which is quite interesting because you can always just kill yourself, and I'm not supporting that. And I and I and I rather not do that. And I hope nobody does that. And I hope nobody suffers enough to do that. But uh, when you're depressed, then the thought is always in the back of your mind. The minute you snap, it's gonna be like, would you rather panic again and be sad for like two weeks or just kill yourself now? Because. The lack of pain or the lack of sadness and happiness and emotion would drive you to kill yourself. Cause, cause feeling nothingness, like dying and just ending, is way better than just breathing and you know suffering like this. It's just, it's awful. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, honestly. Yeah, I can totally relate that. I mean, like the the just the the idea of having. Nothing to feel would actually make me feel what really tired. Like that's how I feel. Like I would say 90% of the time. But like I try, I try my best not to think about it because. But it's always in the back of your mind, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it's I always. I was trying to find a better way to say this, but like yeah. Yeah, true. This is how I feel. Like honestly, uh, now this. Years. I mean, this year especially, I'm better. I'm way better. I'm doing way better, and I and I think I have a grip and a grasp on what I'm dealing with and how to deal with it. I think I'm way better than how I was. But um, I just remembered you said memory loss or loss of appetite. You know, I don't quite remember a lot of things that happened from the year 2014 until 2018. Like I, I don't remember the, the people that I met. When someone tells me a story about something that happened in 2014, I was like, where was I? I don't remember being there. I don't remember doing that. They'd be like, no, never. You actually did that, and that was hilarious. Or that was like creepy. And I'm like, I don't actually remember doing that. I forgot a lot of. And I'm not the person who actually forgets. When I was little, I I used to remember everything. Like I have, I have childhood memories that that will scare you of how you know accurate and detailed they are. But after the whole um, situation with the bipolar and you know my feelings and everything that happened with me, I think I just my mind learned to you know just cleanse everything out, cleanse everything out, and or sometimes just push it. Push everything inside me just to the max and just break me down for like a couple of weeks. I think this is how my brain works. Yeah, I mean, like 
the amount of the thoughts I have in the back of my head are just inexplainable, I would say. The amount of things that I have to think about every time and every day. I mean, taking into consideration the fact that I am 29 and actually quarantine is my life, you know. I live in quarantine my whole life. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an introvert person and actually being in quarantine actually didn't make me like, you know, it didn't actually change anything. That's really? I'm going that. mental. I'm going crazy. I'm losing my mind in quarantine. I can't deal with it. No, actually, like, about since we, since we mentioned suicide, uh, there is a quote that I really love by Albert Camus, uh, where he says, uh, but in the end, one needs more courage to live than to kill himself. See, like, that actually hurts my brain. That's how much that is true. <laughs> you actually need a lot of courage, a lot of strength to live. More than the strength you need to kill yourself. Like, Yeah, because it's there. You can always do it. <laughs> the challenge is actually living. Like, when you think about like such quotes, you think to yourself, like, how the heck these people didn't kill themselves? It is true and dark at the same time, but yeah, I wonder a lot of people how they have they just survive and then kill it themselves. Honestly. So we will take our small little break, and we will be back after ten seconds. So. Back for the last point. Anyhow. See, Neba, I have this point, the last point in my research, which says depression doesn't mean looking a certain way. And, I mean, from the looks I see, I mean, you're quite not showing depression. You're quite good at not showing depression, to be honest. Yeah, I'm like what's the your, happiest what's, what's your person. Secret? <laughs> I, I think I've got used to it, uh, honestly. When I was little, I told you I had to hide everything that means that I'm sad. Because at the time, people didn't have a lot of knowledge about mental issues, and especially my society, I think. Yeah, um, I said that in the beginning, though. We, we like psychological knowledge. Yeah, we truly do. Because... Uh, when like your auntie or your uncle sees you sad, it's just like, oh, why are you being ungrateful child? You have like the best mom and best dad. So the idea of me being myself wasn't an option. So I had to create a whole persona. And I think over the years, I I kind of suck up to it. It's just you know, it's it's a happy never. You know, it's the version of me without depression and without uh, bipolar. Because frankly, I. I'm not always sad. When I'm happy, I'm like the happiest person. I am the life of the party. I can like set everything on fire yeah, and just I, laugh I, and down. From what I can tell, from what I can tell, and I'm not being a bad person, you know, like, you dance good to Usher songs, but... I know. I'm like, when I'm happy, I turn everything happy. Everyone around me would be happy. And when I'm sad, 
that's that's actually my quirk. When I'm happy, I'm the happiest. When I'm sad, I'm like the saddest, and that's that's it. But so you're basically the mood changer for the room. It, it yes, exactly. Like I, and I'm honestly, it it hasn't been always bad. Because when when I'm happy, when I'm like going out and dancing and you know playing music, then anything in the world would make me happy. And I enjoy like little things, little dumb things, and I like. But um, I forgot what was the question about. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh, uh, the question was depression doesn't mean looking a certain way. And I said that I you always look so cheerful and like dancing. Yeah, you'll never know wh- who has depression, honestly. And sometimes the people will shock you with the fact that. Because I got to know a friend, and they told me, "Never, I'm depressed," and I'm like, "You're depressed? You're like the unicorn of my life. You're like the happiest person." Some sometimes the people who are closest to you, the people who are the nicest or the quietest or the happiest, are the people who are actually suffering. So you'll never know. It's not a persona you can put. It's not a. It's not a black, all black dress. All black feelings and sad songs. It's not about that. You okay, can. Okay, so so just don't start crying. Okay, we're trying okay. to. Okay. Like, I feel like I can feel the tears like like growling to come out. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if my questions are revoking you in some sort of way. Yeah, like, you know they are, and but you're like, a good host for you know doing that. I'm like I'm like okay. I have, I have a good quote for from like from the beloved to my heart and to my co-host's heart as well. Shout out to Asim who's asleep right now, and I'm doing the interview alone. Friedrich um, uh, Nietzsche said, "We should consider every day lost on which we have not danced at least once." I think that is you, so true. <laughs> I think you, I think you would like get this as a, as a tattoo or like a necklace. I don't know what you would do, but like I think you will cherish this quote because like this is exactly what I think of you. Like, I mean, yes, you're posting dancing, some kind of dancing stories or whatever, like once in a week or something. But still, like, we see them like as daily things, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, she's dancing. Like, I oh, am dancing her. every day. But like, she's depressed. <laughs> like, what is she dancing? That like the rain dance from How I Met Your Mother? What what kind of dance she's dancing? To? <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> is that how I dance? That's no, I'm not saying that's how you dance. I'm like. How are you dancing? <laughs> You're depressed. See? Like, you know, or, and how I met your mother when, like, when Ted Mosley was dancing to get the rain to go down. Like, yeah. he was so depressed. Like, that, that's why I got this. I'm like, is she doing the rain dance from How I Met Your Mother? Why Because he was depressed. Yeah, maybe it's a crying for help. Like, honestly, I I totally agree with the quote. Like, you know, when you're depressed. And then you remember all the times that you wasted on just being depressed, but you have no choice in that. You'd be like, I missed all the birthdays. I was sad on on my friend's birthday because I was depressed. And if I weren't, I I would be very happy. This would be a great memory. It just. I mean, yeah, I relate to that. Like the last birthday I had was 2017, um, because that's. That that's the year when I met Wasim for the first time. It was in 2017. But like that's he, that that birthday happened because he forced me to. Otherwise, yeah, I I, otherwise the last birth the last birthday I had was 2011. 
Oh damn. Yeah. I'm like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> you know, you said that when you feel alone, that's when you feel depression the most. Nietzsche said, when we are tired, we are attacked by ideas we conquered long ago. How that's much true. do you agree with that? Like, that's exactly how what, what, what I think when people like, why do you get depressed? What what make you depressed? Like, uh, excuse me, sitting alone and having suicidal thoughts and a lot of thoughts about your future and your past and your current present, which is enormously fucked up. That's actually depressing to think that you cannot uh, fix anything or do anything about it. That actually begs me to ask the question exactly like Albert Camus asked himself. Should I kill myself or have a cup of coffee? <laughs> I know that part, yeah. Honestly, um, I think if you're depressed, you're depressed. Whether you're like with your friends or with, if you're home. But I think good friends shield you from yourself which is like your worst enemy if you're a depressed person because I blame myself the most. I am my own worst enemy. So if I'm sitting in my room alone, then I am gonna attack myself because I have a lot of things to point out and say, well, you did that. You, can, you, don't, you, you, don't, you don't attack yourself when you're with friends? Oh, because they shield you from that. You know, they'd be like, never shut up, you? you're being stupid. I know, no, good I, friends I know. shield you. No, it happens you. in my head. I, I could I could be surrounded by the happiest people on earth, and there's a second when my brain is like, oh. and then my brain would be like, look at you, yeah, you're sitting with friends, great for you, I really am happy for you, but like, look, like they're so successful in their life, and you got another image, like, don't you feel sad about yourself? And then just the train of thoughts goes as fast as Jabana's fastest train. I cannot stop oh, it. That is so true. I like, relate like, to that a lot. Like you said before, you said before. Uh, actually, this this uh, the, the last question was like depression doesn't mean look in a certain way. And you said before that going out of bed in the morning makes you think that person is a hero. And uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Hamilton actually said that uh, most people, uh, many people, are very good at putting on. A positive face in the morning and getting through their day only to collapse into their depression in the evening when they are home that is so true that is the persona a person has to put for society and you know to maintain like he's sane and and okay um, because people won't be able to help you because they lack the knowledge they'll just silently judge you and pity you which is the worst feeling ever when someone you love just pities you like just... that's actually on my list of one of the questions in this uh, in the segment uh, like many people actually hold jobs while struggling with suicidal thoughts and we don't know what resides behind someone's exterior you know no matter how much they put together and how much they might look from the outside, we can not, we can like we cannot, we can never read into their minds or see into their hearts. You know, sure. if, if someone, in my opinion, and I'm saying this to everybody who's gonna listen to this, whether whether it's a, just one person or like ten persons, like I don't I don't really care how much people listen to this, but I hope it's a lot. But like, this is an, this is an advice from me. Like, if someone shares their struggle with you, 
please avoid statements that just looks like judgment, you know? Like, don't tell them, like, why are you depressed? Why are you so sad? Get over it. These are actually words, these words actually revoke us so bad, like, it's when, like one it, of the worst regrets when you tell yes, someone yes, yes, exactly. the truth and they'll be like, yeah, well, don't be depressed. Yeah, because actually depression already comes with a lot of shame and revealing something so personal like this actually makes us extra vulnerable. Like, we feel, like, we feel naked. That's like, that's exposed, what I think yes. of. Like, no, I mean, feeling exposed is something else, you know? Like, oh, somebody knows I have depression. But imagine yourself naked in front of everybody. That's even worse. Exposed, like, you know, you could just, like, I don't know, like, you could have one night stand and people know about it because you always play, like, oh, I'm not that kind of person. And, like, you would got tipsy or drunk or whatever. You you decided to have fun. That's a weird example, but... Okay. I know, that's the only example <laughs> came to my head. Sorry, I don't have live activity. Excuse me. <laughs> like, the only activities I can quote are from movies or TV shows. Oh. <laughs> But like, and you're not the kind of person, and just a word goes, a word goes out. Oh, MJ, go, MJ, wait on a one night scan. That guy is so faithful. Like he's a boyfriend material. But like, I just decided to unleash something that in me, you know, I just needed to let go. That's exposed. But being naked, just imagine your clothes suddenly disappearing in front of like the street. That's how. That's a nightmare. Oh my god. That's how I think about it when people know I have depression, like, oh my goodness, like that, that person knows, and now he's thinking like, oh, this person is so sad, you know? Pity, you know? Yeah, they, they, they feel pity for us. I don't want, like, I don't want your pity to support me, you know, trying to cheer me up. Just don't tell me to get over it, because whatever the symptoms, whatever the severity of this, clinical depression is a difficult illness. And to everyone who's listening to this, as a friend, as a partner, whether you're a teacher or a nurse, or even a colleague, you cannot go wrong with appreciating its seriousness. Like, you cannot go wrong with being com compassionate and patient about it and understanding that your friend or your, your, your partner or significant other or colleague or you, even your students who is who's suffering depression, that they are going through a different hard time. Like, it's so difficult. We barely live our day, so please don't make it harder. But I feel like I unleashed everything in my heart. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the worst thing. The worst feeling is when you tell someone that, okay, you trust someone enough to tell them how you feel, and the minute you say it, they just just tell you to get over it. Like it's just, you know what? Get over it. Like if you have a cold and I'll be like, okay, MJ, get over it. I, that's not a, that's not an advice. That's not. You shouldn't have opened your mouth. I'd rather for you to say, uh huh, okay, rather than just you know say, okay, get over it. And speaking about the shame that people get shamed by, it's just, I personally, I feel guilty every time I'm depressed, and that makes me more depressed because now I'm depressed because I'm depressed, which is like a to totally like different type of depression. So when people try to guilt me into doing stuff, which I don't want to do because I'm depressed, I feel like more guilty and more pressurized and then shamed afterwards. 
to for bailing on them or for not texting back on time or for not being there for their parties or whatever that is. It's just guilt is a huge part of depression. We guilt each other. We guilt ourselves because we're depressed, and we, people guilt us because we're not being normal. I don't know, normal. Yeah. Like actually, uh, there is uh, this uh, there is this quote by by also by Nietzsche. Uh, he says nobody realizes that some people expend tremendous energy merely to be normal, and that's how we feel when we try to be. Oh my God, how you doing? I miss you. While we actually thinking, I don't know. I will just put a rock song here. A part of a rock song, screaming rock, so heavy that you actually could actually know what we think about when we pretend. <laughs> oh yeah. Like seriously, I, ca I can't, I can't think of, of a good way. To, I can't think personally. I can't think of a good way unless, like, you know, um, the song uh, "Bring Me to Life." You know. I don't think they do. Uh, by the uh, by Everessence. Nope, never heard of it. So actually, uh, there's like two, uh, I would say two versions. The, ver the, the original version that was published at first, uh, it has a kind of a rap slash rock thing. And like it's also, it's just screaming, bring me to life. You know, that's, that's, that's what I feel. You know, I, I, on the outside, I'll be pretending like, oh no, he's so cute. Look at that puppy. But inside, I'm like, bring me to life. No, I don't know. That's how I feel. <laughs> because I don't feel actually anything. Like, I'll be just numb. It's a cry for help. Bring yeah. me to life. Now, actually, this song is so good. I mean, I would play it now, but like... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to take more time from the view. We're, all, we're almost like an hour now. So... Oh, damn. Yeah, I was planning on 30 minutes maximum, but like, talking with you... We like, talked a lot. Yeah. I mean, actually, I like it that way. I like. I want to talk. You know, I want to express. Twenty. I'm not doing a tech podcast so I can take twenty minutes and that's it. You know, depression is a big subject. Yeah. Because it's different for everyone. It's so I would say, I would say, as a finishing quote, that's the last quote I'm gonna say. I promise. I know I okay. quoted Albert and uh, I, I I quoted Albert. What Albert Dumbledore isn't in this, dude. Relax, chill, focus. Okay. Uh, I quoted Nietzsche and Kamos uh, like on like I don't know ten quotes till now. Like that's the last one. Nietzsche said actually, uh, you must have chaos within you to give a birth to a dancing star, and that's who you are. I mean, like I know your mom didn't have chaos inside of her. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But like that's how. Like I mean, you would be. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like trying to predict the future, you know, but like, you would be a good person eventually, you would be super, super awesome. So like, yeah, that's, you have, you already have the chaos inside of you, I have the chaos inside of me, but there is no way. This face, you know, I, I actually, like, recently I tried to shave, and I look like the genie from Aladdin, you know, with my beard. Oh my <laughs> that's how my beard no. looks. That's how my beard looks, but like, yeah, like. I may have the chaos within me, but there is no stars are going to give birth. I don't. I'm not going to give birth to any stars. But like, yeah. But you, I mean, like, I can see the stars already shining. 
Oh, that is the best compliment. <laughs> oh, I'm shy now. Well, thank you. Oh, it's alright. It's alright. Don't be shy. Don't blush. We we don't make people blush here. We make people feel comfortable. We we make people feel loved, and everything is so sweet. So, with that being said, do you have any comments before we end our episode for this night? Um, I just like to say that um, people who are depressed, they don't need your pity. They don't need most of the time. They don't need your help. They just need you not to judge them, and um. not to guilt them or shame them and um when someone opens up to you take it a, as a chance to as a, as a good karma just be nice and be supportive and just be there don't force yourself on people who are depressed because most of the times they don't they don't want to be there and when you force yourself on them they just make them feel you know pressurized to talking to you or pressurized to be there for you and it does just make them worse you know If um, if a depressed person just asks you for a space, if anyone just asks you for a space, just give them what they want and just you know hope for the best. And that's it. Thank you so much for bringing me here. And I'm You're sorry I said a lot. You're welcome. It's alright. It's alright. Like depression, depression is not a new subject. Like I said, this is not a tech show that I have to take 20 minutes just to talk about it. So like yeah. At the end, uh, the rest people, our dear friends of the show, future friends of the show, uh, <laughs> you can always reach out to us on Twitter, on Instagram, or via email, which is thebestdealyatgmail.com. Uh, I mean, I will also make a number so you can text us on. Uh, but for now, stay home, stay safe, and try not to be depressed a lot. <laughs>